JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. And I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 2, Episode 9, Shibuya Incident Gate Open. It's open, and by God, do we need to close it. Well, well actually, no. we, we need to we... leave it open to get them out, and then <laughs> yeah, we'll close it. And then we'll close it, but how do we do that, though? That's going to be the problem here. I don't know. I mean, what an episode, obviously... Uh, we know that going. We knew that going in, and then it surpassed expectations. It's great standalone, but it's also got me so excited for what is to come. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see how the rest of our crew is going to deal with these hooligans. Yeah, me too. Because I, ugh. when they all come together, right now I'm looking at Itadori's team, and I'm like, yikes! They oh do not stand a chance. Him and May May versus those people. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love a Itadori rematch with Mahito, but right. uh, I mean, all of them are there. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, we we haven't seen the other crews in a while, so we got to get back into the swing of things with them to see see how they're doing. Right. So. Let's get right into it. Let's hop in. So, Ronnie, what do you think of Satoru Gojo? I really liked this opening. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of scary. Well, I don't know. It did scare me a little. It did. Yes. It's one of those scary things that when you see, you're like, oh, God, this is something they would do for a dead character. (laughs) But I was like, it's Gojo. He's not going to die. Chad and I figured this out at the end of last episode. He's going to get caught in the prison realm. And... I really like this, especially the fact that you get the takes from all the different people and it never really, I guess it does say it right at the end, but it keeps cutting before they get to their final point. So like, um, they're like, well, I don't know him that well is what Nobara says. And then some others are like, he's an idiot. Yuji says, I would have been killed if it weren't for him. Right. Nanami's like, um. Basically, like, he's immature and all this stuff. Yeah, Fushi says, technically, he's my benefactor. Right, but then you can tell the last thing that they all say is just, like, he's the strongest. Yeah, yeah. He's He's amazing. He's the strongest. They could basically just say he's a god, honestly. Pretty much. Um and I lo- what else I loved about that, though, is it's all in like an old-school VHS-style uh, interview tape. Right. The way, they, the effects of it. Yeah, oh, they, did it not, so they did not upgrade their equipment. They're still rocking with a camcorder, and it's feeling nostalgic. Yeah, you were the one that said, you talked about Nanami, right, what he said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to hear more of Nanami, what else he has to say. I want to hear what he has to say about Gojo getting caught in this pr- prison realm. Like once he finds out that, I'm excited to see Nanami's reaction because Nanami's always the, just the type of guy that's just annoyed with Gojo. But yeah, because he's got such a big ego he, I, and everything. Yeah, I wonder and, if he's gonna be like, knew it would happen. He's got a big ego. And I would like to know. That's another flashback that I would like to see, is how that came to happen, because what I didn't realize until the flashback episodes were that Nanami's relatively younger than Gojo. Yeah, he's like a year or two younger in the so when, in grade school. Yeah, whatever. so when he like stumbled in, he wasn't working directly with him. I guess he's just been always like trying to clean up Gojo's messes, basically. It's kind of what it feels like. Right. That Nanami thinks with all the power that he has, he could just be using it so much better and so much more, like I guess, smart. See, yeah, be way more serious about right. certain matters. So, we get a good look of Gojo out of breath, holding two decapitated heads, transfigured human heads, and it's a very eerie scene. Uh, I thought this was a great way to open it up, too. And we go right into the OP after. Yeah, because you can also tell that he is beat. Like, he's breathing hard. He's looking not so great. We've never seen him even come close to anything like that. He's never looked tired once besides getting absolutely fucking slaughtered by <laughs> Toji. So we come back to Gojo, who's standing there talking to Hanami, uh, telling him that you underestimated me and to bring it. And this, I just, from the very beginning, I just love, I would love to be one of those normal people seeing Gojo standing on the edge right there and just talking to nothing. To nothing. 
because everybody's already like, you know, they're, they're all trapped down there. They're all just like kind of in their space. They're not really moving too much or anything because they're just waiting for something, the train to come and for something to happen. And then you just see a guy like him just talking to the wall that basically walked on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Rose up and then started pointing and especially like uh he tells Hanami he's like I'll kill you first. He calls him a weed too, which is yeah. so disrespectful. And you know that some guy is behind Hanami and Gojo's pointing at him. He's like, "Whoa, take it easy, man. I Yeah. I'm just trying to catch the train. I'm just trying to get home." A weed? That's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> so he But also is su- were you getting to that note? I was saying he steps right up to Hanami and Jogo. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I was just going to say the second that he's like, I'll kill you first, I went, bye, Hanami. See ya. Yeah. And it could, for whatever reason, it was different. Like, Gojo, I would believe, would tell all these guys that he's going to kill him. I mean, I guess he's kind of insinuating that by saying that he's going to kill Hanami first. But the second he said that, I'm like, yeah. That's definitely going to happen here in the next few minutes. Yeah, and I because it was the last, it was his last purple that he used, and Hanami got away. He goes, "Oh, I'm not going to let this guy get away again." So he steps closer. The fight begins, and then we just have fucking incredible animation here. The fluid as fuck martial arts type thing that's going on. We've got mm-hmm. Jogo punching. Uh, we've got Gojo releasing his limitless. To grab Jogo, which catches him way off guard, wasn't he? Was not expecting that at all. Um, and it's the kind of thing where, if you told Jogo going into it that oh he's going to stop using his limitless, he might be like, oh okay, sweet. But then the second he does it, he goes, well, how how is this somehow worse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because yeah, we got him grabbing him. With a scary look on his face, ripping his arm off, and then he throws him approximately 400 miles per hour near Hanami after he just kicked Hanami across the entire station. Throws him right beside him. And that was kind of right there. There was so much going on that I almost couldn't even tell that he did kick Hanami and sent him flying that far. Right, especially since Hanami, I think, said right before it, he's like, oh, he's only targeting Jogo. Yeah. And then he gets kicked all the way across the, the station. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when Jogo realizes you can see the instant fear in his face when he regenerates his arm back. That he's like, oh my God, this guy is just using martial arts and absolutely annihilating us. Like, Because their whole plan was obviously just get near people and he can't use his limitless too much because then he'll hurt other people and then we can use our domain domain amplification and f- finally get to them. And now that they can get to them, it's just, like you said, it's worse than he would have thought. And this is even cooler for Gojo in the sense that, like, I believe that he, obviously we know he comes from one of those families that was already very powerful, and then he's got all this cursed energy. He's got that going for him, which seems kind of like a natural thing. Like, it seems like Gojo from a very early stage was just amazing he was literally the chosen one but this also goes to show that like you have to know martial arts like yeah you can be gifted at it but he still had to do some kind of work to learn how to be able to just go hand-to-hand combat like he's doing now right and that's when hanami uses the tree root method that we saw him use against oh that was another interesting take right here he from the start hanami just uses his black arm I don't know if you remember in season one, like he hid that technique away from uh, Toto and Itadori. He like didn't use it for a while. Right here, he just uses it right off the bat. He's like, I cannot, I have to use everything right, right. here. Right. But he uses his tree root thing, and that's when Gojo just just dodges all of it like it's nothing. Hops on him, rips the limbs, his eye limbs, out of his face. Tree roots, whatever yeah, and, that is. And the most important part about this is. It's funny getting Hanami's like inner thoughts because he's like doing he's doing like this Sherlock Holmes esque breakdown of Gojo where he's like, oh, he's he's let go of his limitless technique. He's like, oh, he's just fighting hand to hand combat. He's going after Jogo. 
and then he basically d- dismisses his own domain amplification. And Jogo, who you got to actually give credit yeah. for, is like, you idiot. He yells at him to not do that for the love of God. And the panic in his face. And the second that he does and shoots those limbs out, J- uh, Gojo has this maniacal look <laughs> on his face like, you fell right into my plan. Yeah. And just oh. immediately attacks, yeah, and then grabs a couple of those tree branches on it in his Dude, eyes. Dude, that, that look in Gojo's face right here, though, the way they animated that is just so perfect. My God. How can you not love Gojo? I mean, seeing this right here. Right, because he, look, I mean, he looks horrifying, but that's just like, you got to have that beast inside you if you're going to be put in a situation like this. So then, after he does that, we've got Chozo shooting blood decapitating three civilians whose heads just go flying past the screen. And then Gojo instantly turns his limitless back on. Like he knows it's coming, uh, obviously not getting hit in the process, but this is what I like about Gojo here is that he is just on and off on and off. He can just do it right at the perfect time to where he's not going to get hit. Like he, his instincts are incredible. Too. Right. Chozo is a quick calling him Sleepy Aladdin because they did uh, yell Chozo at one point this episode. He's one of the scariest ones oh to me. Oh my god! Not only because he's got some sort of like magic blood arrow that can just shoot through people, he just hides behind. People. He's just lurking in the background yeah. the entire time. He never even like tries to get close to Gojo. It doesn't seem like he's just like hiding behind people in every. Ne- it's. I don't know if he's like recharging because if he if he that's what it seems like it seems like he's literally hiding behind people and just blasting through them to get to go it's like to try to catch Gojo off guard obviously it doesn't work but it they've got this all mapped out pretty well like this is a pretty solid plan to go at him and the interesting part about him too is that all these people can see Chozo because he's technically in a like body right they just think he's dressed up as Aladdin and hasn't gotten some sleep <laughs> right right I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say, oh, nice costume. <laughs> They're like, where's Aladdin? Jasmine? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, the other like crazy thing about him is like they've introduced him with the, what what are they called? The death womb paintings. The death or womb things. Yeah, yeah. But like this is the first time we're really seeing him. We don't know anything about. Because I mean, we saw him at the end of season one, it just shows like little clips of him. He never really talks much. Right. It doesn't give anything on him. He just says, "Oh, my brothers died. The other two that got killed. That's it." <laughs> and then now he's just chilling with just the lurking. Villains. Yeah. So I definitely want to see more of him. Right. I I do think he's gonna have a big part. Begrudgingly, because he's yeah. kind of scary. He might turn good. You think he'll turn into a good guy? Or is he killed a little too many? I don't think it has anything to do with how many he's killed. I think it has to do with he. It just doesn't seem like he was brought up in the best circumstances. You know, he didn't have a good family home. So Jogo and Hanami they do their domain amplification punch again at the same time, but Hanami's weak because he's got his limbs uh, ripped out of him. So Gojo just starts. He gives that nice maniacal smile again and says, "Well, asparagus." Is pretty weak right now and just starts walking towards him. <laughs> That's all he's doing is walking towards him and ramping up his limitless. Well, and this was like a cool, ironic thing because this is exactly um, like with the whole veil situation, how they were talking about how like Gojo couldn't do his. He basically couldn't use his domain or whatever because it was going to push up against people against the veil and they'd be crushed. And this is exactly how he kills Hanami against yeah, like this wall. He does it the just... exact way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he just absolutely splatters him. We have Jogo though, and the mean he's trying. He's acting like he's about to shoot a fireball for like half a second, and then he just goes, "Oh, it's not going to work." Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and just like, stops it for yeah. half a second, and then I don't even know. I mean, he could have killed those people and maybe would have made Gojo... I mean, Gojo wouldn't have cared. But it's like he can't even bring himself to do it because he's like, he's not even... He's not even looking. He's not even paying attention. Yeah. And just splatters Hanami like a bug against the wall. That was so satisfying, like, seeing that happen like that because... Well, first off, I think if you were going to kill a villain at the beginning, it would be that one. 
We don't know enough about Chozo. Jogo at least talks more and has more of a personality. Right. I feel like that one would be the one to go after. But that's what's crazy, too, is they talked about, I remember Gojo saying in season one, oh, that tree one, that one's even scarier than Jogo, mm-hmm. who he just fought. So technically, he just killed somebody, one of the stronger ones, right off the rip. Yeah, I legitimately think that Hanami was probably stronger than Jogo. I don't even know how strong Jogo really is. The thing about him is that he... I don't even know if loyal is the right word because I don't know his. That's the interesting, the dynamic of this group. But he does an incredible job. <laughs> like yeah. he stood toe to toe with Gojo in the sense of doing exactly what he needed to do to make this plan come to fruition. But that's when Gojo, after he splatters him, he just stands there for a few seconds and turns with those big, blue, beautiful eyes that really just almost got me going and said, next. And then we cut. And we got a little villain flashback here. Okay, I love these flashbacks. They're either playing on a playground. They're playing dominoes. They're just doing regular, <laughs> well, playing on a playground. Is, it's not that regular. It's not but. that regular for their age group, but it, they're just doing normal tasks, I guess. They're not... Yeah, this one's not as creepy as the playground because they're just sitting at a table playing dominoes. It's funny that they even know how to play this, but... Yeah, this is not dominoes. Well, this that, is... that's what I'm going to call it because I know it's some Japanese gameplay, and it they it is dominoes. They are, yeah. They are dominoes, but the game is probably called... Is the tile thing called dominoes? I don't... I, I just call those tiles dominoes. Yeah, yeah, know. no, I know what you mean. I'm just wondering if, like, dominoes, if that's what... The, the little pieces are called or if the dots on those pieces make the dominoes i know See you're thinking saying? pizzas not pieces when you say dominoes no that's not no? what i'm thinking at all wow usually that's what you're thinking so, so i don't like you saying that one iota uh they've also seemingly rented a lovely like cabin in the woods it's an airbnb they're out. taking advantage this was back I, yeah, I want to say this is in like 2020, 2021, so they were taking advantage of the price deals. I mean, it's just extremely cute. Like, night is upon them, and they could have all gone to their separate rooms and just like watch TV, and they're like, no, let's have a nice little game. Let's go. It's a lovely evening. Let's go sit outside, you know, uh, fake ghetto, which we'll get to, put on a sweater, a little turtleneck. Yeah, and so he... All, yeah, this guy has style, by the way. Whatever this guy is, I know he's not... We'll call him Fake Ghetto. Is that what you want to call him? I FG. mean, it's not a very good name, but... I mean, what else are you going to call I him? I don't know. He, uh, he's he got style, but he's over there saying that the prison realm is a living barrier, and it's what Genshin was reduced to. What is Genshin again? I know it's been mentioned before. I don't know. I did very loose... Uh lookups in a way that I would not get spoiled to see if I saw anything that I was like, oh, that, but nothing rang a bell and I got out of there. I just know it's like an old school thing, right? It's, you know, years and years ago. I want to say Genshin's from like a few hundred, maybe even thousand years ago. Yeah, it was just a case where I was like, ah, am I supposed to really remember this? And maybe if I was super dialed in, I would remember it. But I came to the conclusion that like, No, it's something that a lot of people would forget, and I'll be reminded in due time. So FG says that anything can be sealed in the prison realm. The conditions to seal someone is one minute. And this is where we have, uh, like you said, Jogo's asking the questions, and he seems to be the only one really paying attention to the plan. Everybody else is so focused on this Domino's game. So Gojo looks at Ghetto when he says that, just like an absolute dumbass. One minute? Like, how are we supposed to... He says it's a four-meter radius, so you have to have Gojo staying still in a four-meter radius for one minute. Yeah, and he's also, like, mad because that's kind of where the group dynamic goes into because he talks about, like, you didn't join forces with us just to push this impossible task on us, did you? And it just makes me wonder how they even asserted their dominance in the way that like they're the leader because it sounds it sounds like well it sounds like jogo and this like hanami and them were already kind of doing some you know some 
local carjackings, some petty thefts, and then the FG, as you called yep. him, well, stepped in and is now like using them, and Jogo's not so sure about it. <laughs> yeah, that's when Jogo says even a thousand dumb human lives aren't worth killing uh, in order to having to fight that thing, which he's referring to Gojo as that thing, which mm-hmm. is absolutely hilarious because I'm sure many humans have referred to somebody like Sukuna as that thing, but it's just funny that they're referring to Gojo as that. Well, yeah, it goes back to the thing you said earlier of being like godlike. It does seem, but when he's saying this though, it does seem impossible. It's like, how is that going to happen? But fake ghetto, he's calm and collected. I mean, he is, this guy is the definition of calm and collected. He is never once flustered. So we go back to the fight. And we've got Jogo. He, as soon as it's right after the splatter, he starts running in a very panicked way. And he's, you know, getting into the human crowd so he can at least have some cover. He starts throwing humans at Gojo, who just deflects it with his limitless. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) these... These drunk people are, are just absolutely retarded. They're getting thrown across the, <laughs> by nothing. They're getting thrown across the space, getting stuck to a guy, and then just falling off. And they're just like, oh, la-ti-da-ti-da. And like, most, most of them aren't even screaming or anything. There does seem to be a uh, extreme lack of screaming. I will give you yeah. that. There's, and I know they can't go anywhere, but they should probably be trying because there is... I mean, this I is I think terrifying. what they can see is a ball forming around Gojo of people where they're like bending around an imaginary ball and he just continually walks in the direction of something. And Yeah, they're probably thinking he's like a magnet or something. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, what a what a party trick. <laughs> so Jogo yells for Chozo to help out or he'll kill him himself. And that's when we get a look at Chozo and like you said, this is where Chozo is so terrifying. He's just chilling in the crowd. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to get someone's number or something. <laughs> yeah. And then his the way he responds is kind of He's like, "Oh shit, of, I'm in a fight right now." No, it's not even that concerned. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it." Uh, and that's when he shoots uh his blood technique through about 5 humans uh like it's a bullet. Right, right. He's like, "Oh, I know, I'll do." And then he claps his hands and immediately kills 5 people. Yeah. And it really is like a collat in Call of Duty, he just goes straight through all of them, goes right at Gojo, but obviously does not hit Gojo. Yes. He, but it's in at least a distraction, though, for Jogo. His montages would be doing very well a few years ago. What are what are we calling this fight again between Gojo and Jogo? There was something we came up with. It's did like we? The, the Jogoge fight or something. That sounds like something the stupid jo- that you did. The, I do not the want to I do want do not want any part of that okay. naming right. I'm pretty sure that's the exact thing you said last time too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm consistent. So Gojo's thinking to himself. He's apologizing because he knows he won't be able to save everybody. I mean, we've kind of already caught on to that. As many heads have gone flying, but he'll at least avenge them by exercising the curses. And that's the thing too. There's so many people like. I would say in this area already, what would you say there is a few hundred? Yeah, that seems right. And there's, I mean, maybe a hundred out of like 500 have died. Or- I'll tell you, it's this amount of people. I don't want any part of it. What do you mean? Meaning I'll just stay home. Okay, that many people? Yeah. I mean, I could have said 10 people and you would have been like... That's very true. Uh, you win there. Ten people is way too many. Here's what it's the annoying amount of people that when a train finally comes, they're not all going to fit on. They're going to have to wait for a couple of trains okay, to come you, by. You need to be careful saying that stuff, though, because you're starting to sound like Mahito, what he says later on in this episode. Uh, Well, I also did not like I don't like the smell of fear. He did not say that. He said no, but he, that's what he does say at one point. Oh, he does say that. Well, he also said that the disgusting thing about humans is that there's too many of them i agree (laughs) Uh, i agree everywhere you go there's just so many like chill out people yeah there's so many of us so we get while gojo's thinking that in his head we get the quick like little creepy music going into the subway tunnel to where we see our boy our favorite curse 
What's his name, Ronnie? He's just chilling with fake ghetto. Oh, yeah. Uh, Red Squid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bulbous Man, who Chad said you guys weren't. I don't know if he said it on the podcast or to me privately, but he was like, yeah, I think that guy is just chilling back at the uh, ocean place. I don't think he has a part to play. Okay, he's got to be like a pet, right? And I was like, you fool. <laughs> he's arguably has the biggest part to play. He wasn't playing dominoes. I don't think he can talk. I he, think it's literally fake ghettos like pet. But let's also talk about how huge he is. He's huge. He can grow. Wasn't ghetto like chilling on him? Yeah. So that's why I think he's just pet. He just has him. All right, you're going to come with me so I have a place don't, to sit. Don't degrade him to pet status. He lasted longer than Hanami. He's great. I guess he did last longer than Hanami. So. But yeah, that's when fake ghetto says, we need Gojo much more on edge than he is now with his little maniacal smile. So then that's where we go over to where we left off with Yuji last episode, which was about to talk where he was about to talk to a very startled woman. And uh, is this going to turn out well, Ronnie? No. This young woman starts to say that the entire train was turned into monsters, and as soon as she says that, she herself turns into one of those disfigured humans and then just instantly dies. Doesn't even get to live longer. This was an amazing like idea. To oh, have yeah. like one, I mean, one, it's ridiculous the fact that there was Mahito uh, purposefully over, did that. over over cursed by one person. <laughs> when you see how full this train is, they're like, ah, oh, we could not quite fit a single person on. Oh, see, I thought he purposefully did that to uh, Yuji to fuck with I- Itadori. I thought, I thought that was what I maybe I was completely wrong on that, but. That seems... Because I know he can, like, delay it and make it last longer, mm-hmm. the turning into human part. It's very possible. Okay. I always just look at Mahito as just, like, lollygagging through life, so for him <laughs> to think that far ahead That's to be true, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to leave booby traps for the people behind. Or not even traps, because all it does is tell tell them what's going on, which seems kind of dumb. It's literally just showing off. But I mean, maybe he did. But the line of, like, uh, what she say? She says something... I wasn't needed because the train was full. That's just one of those. That's just good horror. Yeah. Oh God! And then everything starts to come to plan. Yeah. And then that's when we hear we uh, we hear the other citizens in the the subway area with Gojo. They're all excited because the train's coming. But as soon as the train starts coming, <laughs> uh, I feel like Gojo doesn't he catch on pretty quick. He's like, oh shit even though he doesn't know necessarily what it is. I feel like he kind of... He probably does. ...suspects something bad is about to happen. Right. I mean, yeah, probably so. I mean, they should be... Honestly, they're not excited enough. I would be so excited if I had seen at least 40 people's heads explode in front of me. 80% of them didn't even see it. They were looking at their phones, I guess. (laughs) I guess that, that, yeah, that's what we should take away from that. So as soon as he gets there, we got a guy, he runs up, he wants to be the first one on the train, so he just pushes through some people. Now, I know what people are thinking. People are thinking, oh, he's like pushing towards the train because he saw all this crazy shit go down. He's pretty horrified and he wants to get <laughs> yeah. out of here. No, he's just like excited to go home and make pizza rolls. Yeah, yeah. He's like so hungry, he needs to pee or something. He's just like, oh, I called. He's one of those guys, he will not stand on the train and let an old lady, he wants oh, to have a gosh, seat. Oh my no. And he wants it in the corner. If a pregnant woman walked on, he Hell would just no. look at his phone. He wouldn't even act like he saw her. But yeah, he instantly gets met with the transfigured monsters, and they come out and take a big old bite out of his head. And that's when, obviously, pandemonium starts happening. We finally have most everybody freaked out a little bit. The funniest part, though, and I need to somehow go back and see this. Uh, when I watched it again, there's a guy. There's a guy in the background. 
it's a little bit later when uh, we've got slow-mo of like Gojo, you know how it doesn't show his eyes, like he's like really assessing the situation because it's so fucked. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy in the back videoing everything. It's, <laughs> it's so fun. He's literally got his phone out. I was like, that would be what would happen right, nowadays. Right. He's going, world star. Yeah, he's literally, and he doesn't even have a scared look on his face. It's like he's smiling, like he's, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm going viral. <laughs> I've got to go back and find that uh, screenshot because it's hilarious. We need that screenshot. This was also, like, I was so impressed by this episode because this is such a good way to, like, this whole time I'm like, all right, Gojo's kind of kicking their ass. I understand they got this whole plan of all these people. First of all, the people are idiots. But the second that the cursed people start running in, like, the transfigured, and they start just feasting on all these people. Then you've oh. got all, the like, the Mahitos, the Jogos, the Chozos. They all end with O's, just now realizing. Um, it's just pure pandemonium. And even I felt like, oh, God, well, like, what do you even do? Dude, this is when Gojo says something along the lines of, what are they thinking and you legitimately see fear in Gojo's eyes for a little bit. He's this whole time, like there's been people dying and stuff. He's kept his cold demeanor. He's been like, "Shit, I can't save them all." But I'm this right here, though. He actually gets flustered a little bit. It's not for long, but he does get flustered. But then that's when we have Mahito jumping out, all happy, of course, cheering Jogo. Sounds a little something like Jogo. <laughs> Just happy to see him. Yeah. And that's when, you know, Jogo mentions that Hanami is dead after they talk about, uh, you know, leaving some of these people alive and burning them in, a, in the forest and hunting them for sport. Did you get a, uh, did you feel like either one of them like mourned Hanami in any way or was it more like, like, oh God, he already killed Hanami? Jogo actually seemed when he threatened the humans seemed like he cared a little bit about Hanami. yeah I kind of caught and, that too and even Mahito here he goes seriously like right I, he gave like a I don't think Mahito cares nearly as much as Jogo but he did give a slight concern it was more so like oh shit it's just interesting because I wouldn't have expected either one of them to care at all and I did feel like Jogo actually cared which also kind of went back to my theory of like. I wonder how long like the Jogo and the Hanamis and even Red Squid of the world were kind of a thing before uh, Fake Ghetto came along. Right, and I know Jogo, I know they're older curses. Like I know Mahito is like pretty new, what they were talking about. He's kind of a, I think uh, Nanami in season one said something along the lines of like, oh shit, he's like a baby mm -hmm. when it comes to curses. What the hell is he going to turn into if we let him stay right. alive? Yeah, right? I remember that. Um, so yeah, all these monsters, they're absolutely destroying these humans. And then we've got Mahito come surfing in on one of these transfigured humans and just tries to get a good old, uh, is it an ice pick he turns into here? I don't really know, but he tries to do it right at Gojo and he's like, oh shit, I really can't hit you. This is awesome. Yeah, and is excited. Like, oh yeah. wow, now we're talking with someone with the earth. You really are strong. Yeah. And then uh, Gojo looks at him and says, oh, that's Patchface. So now he knows what Yuji had to deal with in Nanami. And that's when Mahito dodges Gojo here. Oh, shit. If he starts, if Mahito's already getting like this, he's going to be a problem. Right. And jumps up, starts floating in the air and says that one of the gross things about humans is that there are too many of them. And this is definitely a Ronnie take that you have on the inside that you just do not It's not on the inside. I'll talk about it right here, right now on the outside. We need to stop having so many people. If anyone's saying that we've got the perfect amount of people, they're crazy. No, I, this is what I agree with you on. There's not too many people. There's too many people in certain spots. Hmm. We have a lot of land spread out. I see what you're saying, but I still think there might be like one or two too many people that we need to like Whoa. get rid of. Oh, okay. What the hell did you just say to me, bro? I said one or two. I didn't say you were one. That, I'm. I I know that, but who are you implying here? Do I know who you're implying? I haven't decided who they are yet, but when I find them, I'm not saying. Listen, yes, <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. Oh, it's very wow. Dar Ronnie's gone dark, saying there's too many people. Who is he? Just like a a Hitler type? Is he like oh a Chinese government? Like oh two kids? 
I'm not doing anything about it. I'm just making an observation. There's too many damn people. There's too many people. Population control. We need to start putting some stuff in the water. Ronnie, you got to be careful, brother. There is... I didn't say any of that. There is some high-level people that listen to this podcast that might think we're coming up with some ideas. I could see us being wiretapped from here on out. So I would. They're listening. I'm just going to say, I'm not doing anything. But if you want to, are you saying you're saying that to listeners? I'm saying. Well, I mean, everyone who's listening is a listener, and you said there were some high-level people. You can't say that. If my words sway anything, all I'm saying there's two things I want to do with. Well, actually, there's two things I want to do with this podcast: change the world for better, and two, take down big chapstick. All right, (laughs) chapstick. It doesn't work. It's only making. It's providing you momentary relief, and then it's going to come back. Your lips are going to be chapped even harder than ever. But if someone's listening. I'm not saying do anything, but if you do, start with the bad eggs first. Well, I'll say this, Ronnie. If a bozo likes you starts choosing who gets to live and die, I will. I don't understand why you keep saying that because I am being very, very clear by saying, and I'll say it one more time, Chad, if you'll wipe the gunk out of your ears, I'm not doing anything about it. I'm just spreading awareness. All right. Let's keep it as awareness, and that's it. And if you want to start with anyone, once again, just throwing my two cents in there, start with the people that want to drive 20 miles per hour over the speed limit at like uh, 6 a.m. and pass me on like a no-pass zone because those people are in too much of a hurry. It's 6 a.m. I'm tired. I just want to go to speed limit. I want to listen to my podcast or music and get to work. Why are you... Wake up a little earlier. Ronnie, I agree. There are so many people I know exactly what road you're talking about where they, my family says people pass them to, and yeah. I'm like, what are these maniacs doing? What are they doing? Why? You I don't know? get it. It's 6.30 a.m. I'm, go- I'm not a slowpoke. I'm not a granny. I'm going five over the speed limit. Why are you pass? How are you awake enough to be making a decision yeah. to pass me at 6.15 a.m.? I don't get it. I get to work most mornings, and I go, how did I even get here? I don't even remember driving. That person's making big decisions, and they need to be dealt with because there's and too many people. Some douche, douchey guy in a uh, Dodge Charger the mm-hmm. other morning. Tell me about him. Starts going about 55 down the 30-mile-per-hour road it's that just... I live on. I try to pull out of the driveway, yeah. almost get hit. He like blares on his horn. I'm like, dude, you're the one going 20, 30 over the speed limit. What are you talking about? I'm glad you're starting to see it my way. Yeah. These people need to be dealt with one way or the other. Gosh, man. We need to start spreading awareness. Thank you. Glad I talked you into <laughs> it. So yeah, right after Mojito says that though, as soon as he says that about too many people, what happens? Hanami's tree roots break, which causes way too many people to fall down into this area. Who were the dummies that were just standing on top of I mean I'm I'm hoping that by breaking the tree roots it also broke the ground above I the think, tree roots. I believe that's what happened. And uh Gojo even throws a line right here which kind of made me think. I didn't think about it the first time, but the second time he says something along the lines of, "Oh, they have curses slash people on the upper level too." So that makes me think is there some somebody else up there that's kind of luring them in? It could be the squid. The squid could have went up there and lured them down. Well, that's also the thing, like, that was the whole transfigured thing. Oh, because there, there was more transfigured up there? Is that what he's saying? I So I think that the whole idea was they transfigured a lot of people. The transfigurees were concentrating all those people to above them, and then those transfigurees mm. went, got on the train... And then are here. Gotcha. So Gojo might not be completely like aware of what, like he had the general idea, but didn't realize that he's now fighting the things that got all those right. people. Okay, that makes sense. It's how I understood it anyway. So this part of the episode right here is where I realized, oh shit, mm-hmm. this is getting real. I yeah. know we've seen a few heads flying around, but this is actually getting super real because Chozo and Mahito use, and I'm going to call out the attacks they use, Blood manipulation convergence and idle transfiguration, soul multiplicity, body repel, and supernova. 
All right. To mass murder mm-hmm. and split open about 50 people right in front of Gojo. Yeah, none of that sounds good. And I will say this for all the idiots that were down here waiting for a train. When the monsters came out and people started raining from the sky, that is when they finally started to wake <laughs> up to their situation. Okay, they finally <laughs> started panicking a little bit. Oh, you know what I realized, Ronnie, about the, your tree root take? They wouldn't even be able to see the tree roots. They'd be standing on nothing, which is also really weird to think about. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I guess it's because they were all combining their cursed energy at once, but like Chozo's bloodstreams get so much thicker. They become like Dude, telephone poles going he, through the crowd. Chozo is a problem. Yeah. I have a bad feeling about that guy that he might be one of the uh, bigger threats to our crew. The only reason I say that too is because our crew doesn't know that uh, <clears throat> there's somebody like Chozo around still. I think that's why he might be, like you said, he's always just lurking in the back. What if our crew comes, they start fighting Mojito and them, and then Chozo's just like, you know, chilling with a few random people that are alive and starts throwing out attacks. Mm-hmm. He might he might be the deadliest out of all of them. He really could be. Um, But yeah, this is where Gojo just puts his head down. You can't see his eyes. If he didn't have his limitless technique, he would have been showered in, you know, 17 swimming pools of blood Ugh. and guts and go. I mean, what would that smell like, Ronnie? What I can't even fathom just being splattered with just human remains and guts and tissue, uh, liver, bowels. I mean, rotten bowels. These people have all drinking alcohol. Their livers have got to be fatty. I mean, it's got to be smelly. Um, I could see rotting fermentation in the gut due to poor balance of diet and drinking habits. It has got to be a, just a horrid smell. Not to mention the penises. And the pen. I didn't even think about the penises. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, Gojo, the sea or like the shot of him, of just blood raining around him, and he's just standing there is so. Because it's also like this is this is by like Gojo. Obviously, a, a bad shit has happened, but this right here, there's no way this can't fuck him up in the head. That's what I'm trying to figure out because it's he's still so he just knows. He's too smart for his own good. He knows he couldn't do anything about it. He knows that he can't save all these people, so he's like kind of just okay with it, but at the same time he's so angry because he knows it's not right. And well that this is uh dude, this is like legit as bad as it could get, really. It can't get any worse than it has right here for Gojo or I mean, dude, if when you see that happen, well, right it's getting right, get worse. <laughs> besides being sealed yeah i mean this plan i mean this honestly is just an amazing plan they made it all work out perfectly i was really impressed by it sometimes you know these villains come up with a plan and you're just like ah oh, how did that work well from what this we know is genius from what we know this is maybe like this second time ever gojo wasn't completely in control but this one's unique in its way like he got his shit wrecked by uh, Toji, but that was at least like just him. And in this one, he's so overwhelmed and all these other people are dying that, ugh. Right. Um, and Mahito. But it's also, at the same time, we're getting ready to see what he does. And while we're thinking, oh, he's thinking about all the stuff going on around him, he seemingly is with it enough to just think of how to get out of it still. He's still thinking about saving is, some lives. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah, he never, like, I thought, I'll go ahead and say this, I thought at this point right here, as soon as this happens, I go, okay, he's about to just let, he's about to kill everybody, even the humans, but he still hangs on to his ideals, that the the same ideals, let alone that Ghetto put in, basically put in him in the first part of the season, but Mojito says, he knows Gojo is capable of cold logic, and probably will sacrifice some people, but they even mentioned that what he should do is use his infinite void domain expansion just to, you know, kill all of them. But they think he's not capable of that. 
because he's just focused on the fact that people are dying from curses, not from himself. And that's what's really, that's kind of how he, and which they are right right here. Like that's how he's holding his uh, composure kind of, well, at least they're dying from them and not me. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing like Gojo in the first part of this season, or not Gojo, sorry, Ghetto, the real Ghetto, when they're in the, uh, what is that group called? The Scientology group that had uh, Amani. Right. He kind of, Gojo said, I, I feel like just killing all these people right here. And Ghetto's like, no, there's got to be a point to save some people and yeah. not do that. He's still holding on to that, even though his dear friend is uh, maybe long gone, but maybe not. Who knows? But that's when Cold Logic Gojo himself uses Domain Expansion Infinite Void, which makes all of the curses absolutely shit their pants. Yeah. Well, in Cold Logic Gojo, it's not. It's still, yeah, it's it's still, still Warm it's Logic Gojo. I thought he was going there. They yeah. thought he was going there. But this causes everyone to become zombie dum-dums, basically, and he uses it for two-tenths of a second. And this was... I I got confused on the first watch. When he uses it really quick, Mm -hmm. and then it goes away, it goes back to white, I thought for some reason we were still in his expansion, and he was just going around in two-tenths of a second, killing all these transfigured. And I was like, how in the hell is he that fast to do this in two-tenths of a second? No, that's not what he's doing. He only used his domain expansion for two-tenths of a second, took it away, but they still had all that information in them to where they're standing there. Just being in there for two-tenths of a second made them turn into these Gotcha, they were like frozen. Okay. So, yeah, he did that to pause everyone, and then he went around slaughtering, putting all of his focus into the transfigured uh, humans. And it even says six months of info went into the people's brains. From the two tenths of a second that they were in there, what kind of information? I don't know. You think like recipes? Infinite. <laughs> Anything you can think of. I know, but only but that can't be because it's only six months, and six months is an infinite. An infinite amount of anything you can learn in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making it up as you go uh, along. Yeah. Gojo looks oh dude they, this animation here how long they did it and showing how like frantic he is making sure that he goes around killing all these people it looks so freaking awesome yeah what do they say he does this for 299 seconds he does so yeah he pauses them in two tens of a second and then in 299 seconds he kills a thousand transfigured humans which I really like that they gave a realistic time frame here because I thought he did this in all in two tenths of a second right Four minutes and 59 seconds. That's and I'll do that quick math yeah. for you. He does this in five minutes. The cool part about well, it is... Well, four minutes, 59 seconds. Yeah, he beat... Okay, I will give you that. Yeah, yeah. If he was running like a mile, he got four fifty. You would never say five minutes. You would say 4.59. Exactly. I like this a lot because we see how long it took like Yuji and Nanami to kill like a couple of these things. The fact that he's killing a thousand, like a thousand is a very big number in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty damn cool. Well, yeah. I mean, think about that. If a thousand divided by 299, that's a number that does something. That I think that, that would give you, that would give you the amount of creatures per second that he killed. And that would be I'll do approximately that three, well, three point, three, 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 three. Three point three four 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 eight one six zero five four. So he's killing almost three and a half a second. Almost. Yeah, it's not because that's the thing you're talking about, Eugene. Uh, um, who juices? Nanami. Nanami. The what's taking him time is to just get there. It's not the actual yeah. killing of any of it. He's just got to like weave in and out of all these people and kill the transfigurees. Yeah, a thousand of them just came in. That's when he gets done with it. We go back to the very first scene of this episode of him way out of breath. Um, you know, obviously he's way out of breath. He used his uh, <laughs> he used his domain expansion, so we know that takes some energy from him. But obviously, running around for five minutes that takes more energy. I'm sure he's a little bit tortured in the mind too, as many people as he's seen explode in front of him. So he's very tired right now. He has a real excuse to be tired. Yeah, if I was there, I would be telling him in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yes. 
And then that's when Fake Ghetto says, Prison Realm Gate Open. And Gojo gets a nice little look at this little cubic square. Yeah, this haunted GameCube that's just sitting in front of him. Haunted GameCube. I like that. Thank you. And what else is cool right here is that we see the dominoes of the game they were playing fall. Which, okay, was that, was the haunted GameCube, do you think that was there the whole time? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the whole plan was as soon as these thousand transfigured things come, have it so chaotic that he doesn't see you put something there. And I think maybe he wanted him to use that expansion real quick as soon as he was done with it. Because I'm sure Ghetto's lurking in the corner, fake corner, right. fake Ghetto corner. You think he's like handing or hiding behind a pole? He's watching the because you can see the expansion. We saw Itadori was able to bust through uh, Mojitos, so you can see it from the outside. He sees Gojo do it, sees him killing these people. He goes, well, now's my time, and then walks up, sticks it down. I think that's exactly what happened. And then gets behind him. Yep. For the is that what, for the for the reveal is that what happened? Because if there's one thing he's into, it's you got to do a good reveal. Oh yeah, because you got to set it up for a minute. I love yeah, I love the the uh, the dominoes falling though. Everything went according to plan. It was perfect, and it, opened- it re- I mean, really, everyone. You know, we might not like it, but we got to respect how well oh, the plan God. it was. So awesome. You got to give them a hand. They really. Fake Ghetto hit the books, developed it, and every point, you know, they ran into some uh, problems along the way, but they adjusted, got it done. They'd run a great business. Yep. The prison realm opens up. It's just one eye and a very spooky-looking thing. And looking at Gojo here, you know, he he's very tired. He sees this. He starts to back up like, oh, I should probably get away from that. And then that's when we get Ghetto saying, Yo, Satoru. And it's just like old times. Because Gojo, as soon as he hears that through his ear canals, he gets a very spooked, you know, feeling and look on his face. Because I th- we talked about it before. We were like, he had to have killed Ghetto at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Ghetto's arms. Fun. So he had zero idea that Ghetto would be around at all that would be very scary imagine ronnie that i died in a fiery explosion 17 years ago and then all of a sudden i say hey ronnie look behind you (laughs) i'm trying to think if you said hey ronnie if i would be if my senses would be through the roof enough to be like chad well i guess yeah gojo has a little bit better senses than you but well, I'm, I was thinking about it. Like, I think I probably would. I think if you said, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, if I said, hey, Ronnie, because it was only a year or two ago that this happened, right? It's only been two years. Yeah, since... it shouldn't have been too long, so he shouldn't have forgot his voice. Gojo then turns around, and we've got just a beautiful piano music playing. Um, this whole sequence is just very eerie. And he goes, long time no see. And I'm sure he wanted to say buddy right there. I would have said buddy if I was doing this reveal, but he just said long time no see. All right. Gojo then starts thinking, wow, it really is Ghetto. He's using his six eyes. Yeah, I mean, at first he's like, oh, it's a fake. Yeah, he's like, oh, transforming art. Who's doing this? Then he sees it with his six eyes. No, it's real. And even though he thought he killed him, the memories start flowing. All of the times he spent with him in his head. His best bud. Then Ghetto says, it's only got to be a minute in Gojo's head. As the prison realm latches on to Gojo, and Gojo then realizes it's checkmate. Ugh. He then asks Ghetto, who are you? Because all the information provided by these eyes is telling me you're Suguro Ghetto, but my soul is rejecting that. And starts yelling, who the hell are you? And then that's when we get a nice little string pull here. I, yeah, I got so confused for a second because I was like, <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, oh shit, it's an opening thread. And then I and then I get pulled and I went, oh wait, that's a different show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did look like that. I was like, oh my God, he's getting ready to like kill him somehow. And then I was like, oh wait, 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 no. 
Yeah, what were you thinking right here, Ronnie? Because we watched this together. I had already seen it. We watched this together. I We didn't want to talk about it, though, because we got to save it for the podcast. Were you thinking uh, in this moment when Gojo says, who the hell are you? Were you like, oh, this isn't Ghetto? Or were you still thinking it was Ghetto? No, I until he uh, removed his skull, I was like, oh, poor Gojo. He's so confused. I was like, oh, let me explain. I was like, oh, let me explain it to you, buddy. So he t- <laughs> he takes the top off his head, and this is why he had freaking stitches on his head the whole time that we didn't really question this entire. Didn't series. question him at all. I just figured he was doing hood rat shit with his hood rat friends, and it yeah. was like some sort of t- tattoo. And I thought maybe, oh, okay, that's what it is. Ghetto, these curses helped him come come back to life or saved him before Gojo killed him. No, because this is a talking brain mouth yeah, explaining that his technique allows him to pass from one body to another by replacing its brain with himself. He then can use the technique of the body as well that he steals. I also think he gets memories from this body too because he knows a He's lot He's got to get like absolutely everything, I think. I think, yeah, I think he gets everything, which kind of gets me excited thinking... Is there somehow Ghetto still in there? Any way possible he's still in there. I don't know. But he tells Gojo that he didn't have Shoko handle the disposal of Ghetto's body that day, huh? And then said it was very easy to take his body. That also makes me think that this character right here, maybe even, not that we've seen him, but he had to have been lurking in the back or maybe a part of Jujutsu High, pretending to be a part of it, already waiting on like this moment to happen. Like he could have been one of the higher ups in one of those bodies, and he's just he was just waiting for a moment like this and took it. So I mean, what is this curse's form? Do you think? I don't think is he it has just a, a form. brain. So then, how would it go to Jujutsu High? What no, that's what he that? just takes. He just keeps taking different bodies. Like, this curse has probably been around, he says in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's probably saying been now. around for thousands of years, and it just constantly, like, is undercover. Like, people don't... And then when it does reveal itself, people are like, oh, shit, and they instantly die from it. Yeah, because the other interesting thing that I'm, like, finding through all this and something that Jogo said earlier made me think about it, too, is I guess it's just, like, a very popular thing among some of these curses to want to kill all, like, non-cursed energy people. Like, I guess that's just in Ghetto. I don't know if he, I guess he came to that conclusion himself, like the other bat, and then, yeah, I don't... So, so after seeing the movie in the first part of season two, there's multiple things that we should have known that uh, this season one Ghetto was not the real Ghetto. One, he's working with curses. Ghetto never worked with cur- He worked with other sorcerers. He never... his Ghetto's real goal was to save all the sorcerers by killing all the non-sorcerers. And he I mean, he didn't want curses to exist either. But this this fake ghetto wants to kill all the sorcerers. Yeah, but see, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I'm not going to uh, downgrade myself for that because it's a very log- logistical thing to, or like, logistical bridge to jump of being like, okay, at some point he realized to get what he wants done, he's going to have to fight them to do it yeah it's just it's that though he doesn't in season one we've got you know the beginning of season two when he finally goes insane he starts calling them monkeys in the movie he's calling them monkeys got this real eccentric attitude he never once uses that term in season one and that's something i i thought of. as soon as he this happened i was like fuck i just rewatched season one he never once says that like there's multiple like just slight hints that we could have kind of caught on to but like you said it's pretty tough. It'd be pretty tough to catch on to it. It'd be very tough. Yeah, I'd like to know, and I'm interested to know if there was additional information that people caught on to in the manga. Um, I mean, but what an awesome reveal. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I was a Ghetto fanboy, and but I didn't really like what he was doing, so now I can just go, I can rest easy knowing that my boy Ghetto, he's like, yeah, he went a little wonky there at the end, but... So, okay, this is what I, I was so excited to ask you this question. I didn't know if you were going to be pissed that the real Ghetto, which I'm not going to say he's completely gone. If he had his body taken over, maybe there's a chance. He probably is gone, but maybe there's a well, chance. Well, it's just like, back. where's his brain? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the 
I mean, hopefully it's uh, in some some sort of magical acid that keeps it going. We can slip it in later, but so yeah, I, th- I think he's gone. I almost thought, I was like, oh, Ronnie is such a ghetto fanboy. He might be pissed that this isn't the real ghetto. Were you pissed? No, because now if you think about it, like, ghetto wasn't really that bad of a guy. He just murdered that entire town of witches. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I really believe that that town, that was some, like, there was some Salem witch trial shit going on over there. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about my guy. <laughs> Big win for the Ronster. Yeah, I absolutely loved this reveal, though. Um, I mean, this whole episode is just incredible. This probably is my favorite episode of the show so far. This one and episode five of the beginning where it shows Ghetto going insane, I think are my two favorite episodes of the entire show. Yeah, I think that one's still probably my favorite, but this one, like, I, I'm just so excited to see where we go from here. Um, yeah, that's when he also says, I'll, I'll release your seal in a hundred, nah, maybe a thousand years. Oof. I, Cause he's like, you're just too powerful, you'll get in the way. Too powerful. How does he... Is he the only one that can do it? Like, how are we going to save Gojo if he's the only one that can... Well, here's the other thing, too, is it like, it seems a bit... seems a bit ridiculous, because with Gojo not around, if things keep going to plan, which obviously I don't think they are, I think it's a bad estimate to be like, oh, it's going to take us a thousand years to get this done, and then we'll bring you back. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I don't... Might take five years. Like, come on, aren't your projections a little bit better about killing all these mindless? So that's their plan is just the you know the age of the curses. They just want it to be a cursed world, right? Is that what we're supposed to take from this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's why I'm interested. The one thing that I'm like a little bit concerned about is I want like is this thing gonna just stay in ghetto now? What do you mean? Like the brain thing. Is it just going to stay in ghetto or now will it find a different body? I almost wish it would find like a different body that I can just come to know as like whatever this thing is called. I'm sure he's going to say his name, right? Who he really is. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But dude, we haven't even seen him fight. Like he obviously is, if he can use ghetto's cursed manipulation too, he could... I mean, Ghetto was special grade. He's about to be able to fuck people up once he starts fighting. Yeah. I'm sure he's got to fight sometime. Probably, yeah. I would guess so as well. Um, Gojo says, you still have to deal with the person who kicked your ass in that body, which is Okatsu. But Ghetto says he's not too worried about him because his main power was just from that stupid bond with a stupid little girl. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Gojo good night, and Gojo really got fucking sealed. I mean, we thought it pretty much had to happen. Gojo's too strong. You can't just let, you know, the story wouldn't be able to go anywhere if Gojo was around. Like something like this had to happen. I feel like, right? Well, pro- I mean, probably so. And it's just so rewarding because they actually had like a really good plan to go oh, along yeah. with it. That makes sense. And it's like, okay, it's all reasonable. And now they got to try and figure out how to dig their way out of it. Yeah, now what... It, it's so exciting what's going to happen after this, but let's go ahead and finish it. We got Yuji with a Mechamaru earplug. I don't know where this came from or if he's had this in the whole time. I'm kind of confused here. Yeah, that was the one thing that... So you watched this uh, the day it came out and then I watched it I one day later and I watched it with you, and like you said, we didn't talk really about any of this ghetto stuff or Gojo stuff at the end because we were going to save it for the podcast. The one thing that you could not wait for the end credits to come on is be like, dude, Mechamaru, he's not alive. There's no way he's alive. <laughs> like, he really wanted to have a chat about yeah, Mechamaru. I'm like, what is this? Like, how is this even possible? But he tells him that there's no time, and you've got to understand this. The one time I tell you, Gojo has been sealed. And then that's end of the episode. I don't know if there was like a contract where Mechamaru could not release this information. Like he, cause Mechamaru did say in the fight with Mahito and them, he was just trying to get tell Gojo, not anybody else. I don't know if that was part of the contract. Like the only person he could let know was Gojo. Okay. 
and then as soon as Gojo is sealed, he can release that. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I think he is dead. I. I just want to. That was somehow like a fail safe or something, right? Right. Because the fact that it's also like I can only say it one time means it, it almost leads me to think that there's some sort of cursed energy behind it that's going to run out. Um, okay. So he somehow used it to get to Yuji. Yeah. Okay. I hope they kind of talk about that because it kind of confusing but end of episode and it's also yeah now that you say that because i also like i hope they do explain it because i don't feel like it was needed right it didn't even it like like he would find out yeah yuji's already on the fast track to figuring out what's going on anyway because they're mm-hmm. following all the clue, clues and stuff they don't need a Mechamaru earpiece to fly into his ear canal and say, oh, Gojo's in trouble. Like, they already yeah. know that he's in trouble. But I'm feeling like Yuji, Meimei, and Wee Wee are about to wreck some shit here. These three are going to come up on all these villains and start wreck. Wee Wee is going to go off Yeah, Wee Wee next episode. Wee Wee, don't <laughs> let Wee Wee get comfortable yeah. because that's when he's going to start making some plays. Yeah, uh, them all come. I don't even know what they do in the immediate, like right now. You're like, talking about the villains or the good guys? Both of them. I mean, the good guys. I don't know what they're gonna do. If I'm the bad guys, I just like okay, we did what we need to do. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, be like, let's go get some no, lunch. There's no reason to start trying to make a plan or like make plays now, and f- stay around and fight these different groups. So do you think that thing turns back into a cubics? Game, uh, haunted, haunted GameCube. Game yeah, I do believe it becomes a haunted GameCube. And then yeah. he, and then uh, Fake Ghetto just starts carrying it around. The haunted GameCube. Is that what we're to believe? Well, I imagine that the holder of the GameCube is the squid. Is the squid? Yeah. Yep. Knew it. You Knew gotta it. give it to someone you trust. Who do you trust more than the squid? No one's gonna ex- expect him except for Ronnie and Chad because we we both <laughs> had the same thought at the same time. Yuji and them, they're not gonna uh, think about the squid. No, not at all. But yeah, let's. Uh, Let's come back next week and get a little bit of a better no. better sense of I'm what's going to go down. Shit is starting to pop off. I see where people talked about like this next mm-hmm. last half of season two is going to be incredible. I can see it already going there. Hopefully, it's just warming up too. I feel like it is. Yep. So I, if we forgot something, oh, or, well, speaking of that, end of the episode, I got to get a shout out to somebody. Oh yeah, you do. So I said, I said last episode, if we hit 50 Patreon members, I will give a shout out to the 50th person. What happens? We got a 50th member for six hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's back down to 49, but it's no big deal because I got to give the shout out to the 50th guy who was based Hockery on the Patreon, formerly known as Armin. He is a loyal listener that we have known for a while now that used to message us. Shout out to you, brother. I'm so excited that you're the 50th member. Now we have 49. But I got to give you the shout out. You're the best. Thank you, sir. And of course, thank you to all the others who were here before Armin, who was just lagging behind, who I'm so thankful for. By the way, thank you for joining along for the ride for however long you choose to join it. But another huge shout out. And if you want to tune out, I completely understand. We'll talk with you next week. Don't forget to check out our Vinland Saga coverage. Peace. Benjamin, Momon, Nicholas, Zishan, Jackson, Muzubi, Trashhole, Justin B, Alex, Ordon, Snare, Clo, XS, Kier, Kiernan, Buck, Joe, Juan, R. Bradman, Caden, Joe, Jansen, Chelsea, Raphael, Carthy, Burned, Boy, 200, Denver, Casey, Dominic, Jet, Nas, Natalie, Marcus, Dan, Nick, Jared, Ash, Base, Layla. Oh, wait, that's the. I take away that one because you already got a shout out. <laughs> Layla, Logan, Ronnie, Ben, Ruben, Nick, Patrick, Moses, Trophy Bender, Katie, Bat Dan, Mackie, Catherine, Eric. Pretty good. Good job, Ronnie. Good. good job. That was pretty good, Ronnie. <laughs> I've been chatty. I've been Ronnie. Talk to you. Peace. Peace.